We once again tonight hear from John's Gospel, another one of those long stories of these encounters with the people in John's Gospel, once again packed with meaning. Tonight we hear the story of a blind man, who the Gospel makes a point. This man was blind from birth. And his situation was so dire that they became a beggar. And Jesus comes and and seeks this man out and heals him. The man was never seen, and all of a sudden, he can see. But as the scripture passage unfolds, we begin to see that Jesus is concerned is not so much with physical blindness as it is with spiritual blindness. And like often happens with the miracles of Jesus, these physical manifestations of his power and these physical miracles often precede a spiritual healing or a spiritual awakening or a call to conversion. And what we see is that this man who was blind now has sight, but those that could physically see are spiritually blind. And we see that the real blindness that Jesus is concerned with is the blindness of sin. Right? The Pharisees and and the skeptics of Jesus have seen all of his works, they've seen all of his, his miracles, and yet they cannot believe. And they become angry. And they keep badgering this man who has been healed. And this man becomes agitated. And he says, you know, I told you, I've told you once, I've told you again, you know, what do you want? And they become angry with him and they throw him out, right? So why tonight do we hear this passage? And where does it find its place in our Lenten journey, in this context of where we are in our Lenten season? As I spoke about last week, as we read the the story of the Samaritan woman, these these scripture passages are pointing to something, right? And all of our Lenten scripture passages are in some way helping us to understand what Lent is about. Some of the passages that we hear are teaching us about how to pray, how to fast, how to give alms and be charitable. Some of them are kind of telling the story of Jesus inviting the disciples and us to journey with him to Jerusalem. And some of them, like tonight, are teaching us about the realities that we receive in Christ's death and resurrection. And last week and tonight, this passage is pointing to that reality. We know at the culmination of the Lenten season is the, is the Paschal Triduum, where we remember Christ death and resurrection is being handed over his dying on the cross and his rising from the dead on the third day and one of the ways that we most fundamentally believe that we participate in Christ's resurrection as a Christian is through our baptism and so beautiful that the imagery of the Easter vigil is all about baptism and so this, these last few weeks of Lent, we are going through the scrutinies of those preparing for baptism. We'll have the, the rite of baptism as our Easter vigil. And then at the Easter liturgies, those of us who have been baptized will renew our baptismal commitments. That we have been cleansed and that we have professed faith. And once again, we will be asked those questions. 
Do you believe in God the Father? Do you believe in God the Son? Do you believe in God the Holy Spirit? Do you believe in the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, the life of the world to come? Do you reject Satan and all his empty promises and all his empty works? And we will give that I do. I do believe. The faith in which we have been baptized will be renewed in us. And what happened at our baptism? Yes, we came to believe. But what we see is that most fundamentally at our baptism, our eyes were opened. To what? We know so well that one of the fruits of baptism is we are cleansed from the stain of original sin, right? And oftentimes, you know, when we think of sin, we think of specific actions, right? I have sinned this way. Or original sin, it's a... It's a um, it's a, like a, a filth on me, right? That I need to be cleansed from, a, a darkness of the soul, right? But probably a better way to look at sin more so than something is an absence of something, right? And when we are cleansed of original sin, we are given something or enlightened to something. Original sin, most fundamentally, what happened to our first parents is that they no longer saw God as He was. And their original creation, they saw God. They were able to see Him fully. And when they looked at each other, they were able to see the image of God in each other. But then when they sinned and they fell from grace, they no longer were able to see God. They were blind. And there was something impeding their vision. And Jesus came, right, we know, to show the face of God and to reveal His mercy and to reveal His healing, to reveal His power. And when people saw Him and they believed, their eyes were opened to see what life was always meant to be about. That death was never supposed to be a part of our story, but we were called to live. And they were, they were envisioned or they, their eyes were opened to see that this man who was the Son of God, the Messiah, was the author of their life and the one who came to bring light to dispel their darkness, mercy to cleanse them of sin, to open their eyes. The Pharisees couldn't see. They were the ones who were blind. But this blind man, who was, yes, cured of his physical blindness, but was also cured of spiritual blindness. And he was able to see when he was asked the question, do you believe in the Son of Man, the one who is speaking with you, the one who is in front of you? Yes, Lord, I believe. And the man worshipped him. What happens when we are able to see? We are able to worship rightly. What happens when we are blinded by sin? We don't worship rightly. You may have heard me said, all of us are going to worship something. And when we are in sin, we don't worship God, we worship our sin. That is what we turn to, to our happiness. But we are always, um, you know, let down because our sin will not make us happy. But when our eyes are open and we see God for who He is through His mercy and His healing and His forgiveness, we are able to worship Him, our eyes are open, and then we live. But we know that those of us who have had our eyes opened by our baptism, we can still choose to allow blindness to overtake us again. We can fall back into sin. We can fall back into darkness and slavery. 
And so Lent, these 40 days, are a fundamental time for us to ask the question, how am I blind? What kind of blindness am I dealing with? What are the things in my life that is impeding me from seeing God as He is and from being able to worship Him rightly? It's a time of self-reflection, a time of serious self-examination of what's the reality of my heart. And is there something that needs to be cleansed so that my heart and my spiritual sight can see God and worship Him? And if we do Lent right, and if we take seriously the call to turn away from sin and believe in the gospel and have our eyes open, then when we see Christ at Easter, these beautiful images, most fundamentally the beautiful Paschal candle, and we sing the Easter proclamation, and we hear that Jesus Christ is risen from the dead, and we who have been baptized in Him are called to share in His resurrection, our eyes are able to see the greatest hope that we will ever see in our life. But only if we allow our eyes of faith to be opened and our sin cleansed and that absence of God to be dispelled so that our hearts are full of the reality of God and His truth and His life that comes to us in His death and resurrection. So we're at the fourth week of Lent. We've got a couple weeks left. And if Lent's you know, kind of dragging for us. And a little bit right now, to be honest, it's a little bit dragging for me. The Lord says, hey, renew your commitment to take seriously the call to examine your heart. Prepare yourself. Allow me to open your eyes through my mercy because I want you to see. I want the empty tomb to change your life. I want the resurrection song to change your life and to give you the hope that you long to have. And so we pray, Lord, open my eyes tonight. Help me to see. Let us be like the man born blind who said, I was blind, but now I see. And to be able to worship you rightly. Change us, Lord. Make us whole. Open our eyes.